W-E-A-K, willing to express adult kindness. Come Brothers, try it. Come try on. it and see what Come happens. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking. You, uh, I saw your shirt that says, humankind, be both. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like this is This is the next one, right? You have a yeah. shirt with this one? You have a shirt like I, this I one? I do not, no. Okay. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to express adult kindness. Yeah, so when you when you call me weak, I say, thank you, brother. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. You're right. Because you know what I tell folks? I, I was 50 years old when my son took his life. At that point in my life, I was I was in the best shape I, I'd ever been, Ashanti. I benched 400 pounds, squat 550, deadlift 550, but I wasn't strong enough to save a life. You know why? Because I had that misconstrued masculinity when I should have been weak. I should have been, how are you feeling, son? Oh, don't give me that. I'm good. Talk to me. You don't seem right. Yeah. Welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Philip Tyler. Uh, when you look at his bio, you would say this man has done everything. He's done so many different types of jobs. He's had so many experiences. Um, but when you hear this conversation, you're gonna hear that he's also been through a lot. One of the things that stood out to me in this conversation was that we recorded it on the anniversary of his son's death. And I, when I heard him say it, I actually couldn't think of what to say, so I just took a breath and paused, but um, it, my heart was uh, feeling it. I think the best way I can say it. My heart was feeling for him, and I wanted to figure out how to support, and I really just told him thank you for showing up here on this show the day of this anniversary. And the work that I have learned from him and the work that he's doing is really helping people navigate the emotional overload of things that we don't talk about, the masks. You know, there's this idea of a father wound you may have heard of. And the father wound, uh, in, in my own definition, and there's lots of definitions out there, is um, the results of what happens when a relationship with a father does not go well and the resulting wounding that happens to the children, whether it's a male, whether it's a female, whatever identifying body, the, the child receives something. Whether the relationship is positive or negative, there's a connection that happens in there. And the wounding can happen forever. You know, a wound... It, it 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 keeps oozing. <laughs> you keep feeling it. You keep like touching it. You keep. It's not scarred over yet. It's not a father scar. It's sometimes a father wound. But the wound can be healed. In this conversation, um, you're going to hear this father navigating that journey. I think there's so many things that we don't get to talk about, especially fathers. And so I'm so thankful for Philip for having this conversation with me. Um, maybe you already noticed that I'm on location here. I'm trying to do my best of. Uh, for those who are watching, but uh, there's a tree behind me. I'm here in Guadalajara, and this tree has no leaves. It's kind of like, if I can, if you see it, it's like a tree with no leaves. But there's these stirring uh, circles that look like fireballs. And as I was looking at this earlier this morning, I was thinking, wow, like, what imagery from my own life of growing up without a father, but growing up. Um, knowing that there was a father there at some point, but he was gone before I showed up. So never got to meet him. He died before I was born. And the wound that I feel from my father is not the father wound that behaviors that he did caused on me, but his absence 
created something in me. As I look at this, this tree with these branches that are swirling and these fireballs, and I can think of all the times in my life where I really just needed someone. I needed to talk to someone. I needed to explore what was going on with me. And I always went back to, I'm fine. I went back, reverted back to, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. I got this figured out. You know, I'm learning through not only the shirt, but also through the work is that when I hear my young men say, no, it's good. I've got it. I've got it. I, and I always give them room to leave it that way. Okay. And I always let them know that when you decide that you had enough holding it by yourself, you got somebody here with you that you may feel you are supposed to do it by yourself and you need to do it by yourself. And I'm not going to take that from you, but you don't have to do it by yourself. I think we all need to hear that sometimes. We need to understand that as much as we're strong enough to probably handle it by ourselves up to a certain extent, because the explosions come all the time. And we see it happen in our cities over and over again. The explosions, the emotional overload of behaviors and attitudes and, and stuff that just keeps showing up. I don't know what city you live in or where, where you're listening to this podcast from, but maybe you've seen in your city explosions of young people who are showing up and telling us that they can't hold it all together. Because they could, we wouldn't see the outpouring of behaviors that we see, but guess what? They need to talk about it too. So hopefully these conversations begin to make that easier to do. And if you haven't done a mask yet, listen, please, we invite you to do it now. Tell someone about it. Be a part of this movement in more ways than you can imagine by sharing it with somebody in your life. The front of the mask, the things that we gladly let the world see. The back of the mask, the things that we don't talk much about. And guess what? With that, you will realize that there's more to you than anybody can see by looking at you. There's more to me than people can see by looking at me. And I'm inviting you to be on this journey with us as we continue helping people take off the mask safely. Caring in an environment where it feels like I want to do this and I can do this and know that I'm going to still be able to save face and feel respected. I got a Christmas card this year, a holiday greeting card from a young man. And it said, Dear Mr. Branch, thank you for creating a safe space so I can talk about what I don't usually get to talk about. And that was what it said. And for me, that's the best gift I can get. Thank you for being a part of this movement with us. Thank you. Please share, like, subscribe. Tell somebody about what you're hearing here. And we hope that these conversations will open you up to having conversations. If you know somebody we should talk to, please reach out to us on social media. Let us know. And we look forward to inviting more men on the show. And stay tuned because you're going to meet our youth hosts in about two weeks. So we look forward to you meeting our new youth host. And we'll see you soon, folks. Take care. Bye, everybody. Philip Tyler, I'm so glad to have you here with us today. Man, it is it is an honor and a pleasure. I'm humbled to be here, uh, Shanti, and I can't wait for us to chop it up today. Oh man, well you know I am. Um, our guests get to just you know start off by introducing themselves. Like, what is it you want folks to know about you? You know, we're going to share these masks, but what is it background information you want people to know about you before we jump in? Yeah, so um, you know I'm, I'm a uh, 55 year old black male raised by two black uh, parents from the South during the Jim Crow era when they were born. Uh, I'm a former military uh, member of the United States Air Force, just like my father and his father was. 
Uh, I spent 16 years with the sheriff's department. I was a lieutenant in charge of downtown jail operations. Uh, I was a former uh, NAACP uh, president here in Spokane, Washington. Uh, and now I serve as the crime prevention education officer with Gonzaga University uh, here in Spokane. Go Zags. Nice. That is awesome, man. And you said your father and grandfather. So you are you that third generation? Yes, sir. Right on. Fantastic. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Thanks for sharing that. No, for sure. And, and, and what's deep about that is, you know, my father's father, uh, was the first to really have some experience with with mental health uh, and wearing the mask when he came back from the war uh, during his time. He didn't have any terminology for PTSD and those kind of things back in the day, right? Uh, he was called criminally insane. Uh, he ended up killing uh, our grandmother uh, as a result of the horrors he saw in, in the war. And, and, you know, they just criminally uh, incarcerated him in this mental institution. Um, you know, and, and you, 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 you layer that on with years and years of having to deal with that uh, uh, throughout your family, and you and and you can see why uh, certain things happen in, in in folks' lives. You know, uh, we call them aces now. You know, there was no terminology for it back then. Um, but you fast forward, you know, and I lose my son uh, to suicide uh, five years ago today. Today's the fifth anniversary, as a matter of fact, Ashanti oh, uh, of his passing. And um, you know, you 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 ask the questions why, and you try to figure out. You know, uh, these answers, you know, the, the, the modals of missed opportunity, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, uh, we may never have the answers, but it's conversations like this uh, with other strong black men that are really going to help uh, not only me in my healing journey, but others that listen to your podcast. Oh, man. Well, first, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm, um, I imagine over the years, you know, people try and find the right words. I don't think I, I'm that special with words, but I just let you know that my heart is... Uh, is here for whatever part of this conversation that needs to support that in this anniversary day. And, um, you know, I, um, you know, my father died before I was born. So when you said, you know, your father and grandfather, like I was, I was feeling a loss, right. I was feeling a, like, I felt like a, a, a wave of emotion, like that just kind of washed over. Right. I'm really good about keeping it below the radar, but I, but I felt that and mm. leading up to my birth, like I lost both my father and my grandfather three months before I was born. So like, when, but they didn't leave me a legacy, you know, they didn't leave yeah. me a, here's the, here's a career you could try. Here's a, a thing that you could do to like, they didn't leave me any of that. And so, so thank you. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it's so huge for all of us that we, what we can, we can easily walk around all day, smiling, talking about all the stuff on the outside and never know that, Right next to us is a man who's today is maybe carrying a load that we couldn't even see. It's an invisible load. Well, I won't call it a load for you. Like when I'm carrying baggage, like it sometimes feel like I'm moving slower through the world, right? Yes, sir. And I'm expected to just because no one can't see it. You can't see me carrying a load. So you should be like, why are you not energetic? Why are you not happy? Why are you not? And it's those invisible loads that sometimes are the heaviest, you know? Man, it, 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 it is part of my mask. Uh, uh, in all honesty, uh, Ashanti, yeah. it is, you know, and, and I recognize that and, and which is why I'm here today with you, uh, you know, to address those things. Well, man, I think, um, we get to jump in and thank you, man. We, it's already starting. It's already starting. Is it, welcome. Welcome to the show. I already feel it. I'm feeling it already. So you as a guest get to decide who goes first. Either you want me to go first, uh, to share my mask or you want to go first. And as a guest, you get to choose. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this since, since your producer sent me this uh, uh, um, uh, exercise and instruction. I, I will say this, I'll preface this. Uh, you know, I am no, I'm no Jean-Michel, you know, as an artiste. So uh, uh, let me, let me uh, see if I can get this up there. Oh, there, there, there oh. it go right there. Okay. And so <laughs> it, it's a smiling face, you know, with, with a scar uh, along the left eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three words I put along uh, side of it are professional, outgoing, and hardworking. Mm-hmm. Now, now the converse what I keep hidden from the world, uh, save today's conversation, mm. is imposter syndrome, ongoing pain, emotional, kind of a John Henryism uh, kind of pain, uh, and, and ambivert. Mm. That's a new word. Can you, can you tell me first, but maybe our audience, what that word means? Yeah, ambivert. You know, we, so we know the introvert and extrovert. Right. Uh, some folks yeah. like to be outgoing. Some folks like to be uh, um, by themselves. Ambervert is, is is an individual that's equally comfortable in both spaces. I can be outgoing. I can mm-hmm. speak at TEDx. I can speak at, speak at national conferences, but I also prefer the company of myself. Often. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I think that helps me to to uh, in the Air Force, we call it reblue, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to regain myself because sometimes I get wore down and, and that goes to that. John Henryism, where I'm constantly fighting the fatigue, where I'm I'm pushing up against the system, the structures. You know, I work in in, in academia, so I'm pushing up against that too, and it yeah. fatigues me. You know, physically and emotionally. Uh, then you layer that with with the imposter syndrome, where I'm always feeling like, um, you know, I, I'm not qualified to be in the spaces that I'm in. I'm I'm working hard, just like he was raised, twice as hard, you know, as the white man to get the success I've gotten, you know, and, and whenever I come up against failure or even an obstacle, uh, Ashanti, I, I, I start getting that question about myself, you know, and and internalizing these things and these doubts. Um, But you wouldn't know that uh, because I'm good at the mask. You, 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 you know, my, 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 my father taught us as children, myself and my three sisters, uh, that we were the original bilingual people because we had to learn how to code switch instantly from grade school on. You know, and I've simply perfected that along with the mask. Ooh-wee. The original code switchers. I, powerful. I I think as I'm thinking about even today, like, first of all, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that mask. I think uh, I think about, let me share mine and then maybe yes, sir. It, it, it'll take off from there. Because I'm really, lots of things you said are standing out to me. But I think that idea of, amb- what was the word again? The Ambervert. Mixture, ambivert. I, I, I actually I've I've never really I like people, and I do like my my quiet time. Like I see, want see. like sometimes I'm just like on a Saturday I'm like I'm gonna go out and do X Y Z, and then I look up and I'm like at the house it's like six p.m. I'm like I should be doing something. I should be doing something, but I, technically I don't really even want to leave. Right? I'm like that's just, it right there. That's that it right moment there. Of just like like sometimes feeling like I should be. Because it's just a story that I've that I've, I've integrated, but I, it's a word that I'm, I'm going to add to my lexicon today. So, thank you for that. Um, all right. Uh, okay. So this one is interesting. So I, this is the mask I drew today. This is the mask. That's the, okay. that's the mask I drew today. And on, on uh. the front, um, I wrote passionate, like dedicated. I wrote 
I wrote intense, and I wrote on edge. And and I'm not sure why we're on edge today. I was like thinking, I don't want to write that word, but a word was calling me. Like, I think on the outside, when I think on edge, I, I don't think of it in a negative way, but I think of it more of like, like I always got stuff going. Like I'm always like, like on the edge of like one next jump to the next jump to the next jump. I'm like, I got like, I'm always, sometimes I feel like I'm like, it's, it's stirring, right? I'm like, okay. stirring. like, I'm like, okay. um Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, why am I so like, amped up like i'm always like amped up like right i, I mean maybe i'll drink some energy drink, drinks that sometimes does that right but <laughs> but ultimately it's like oh no i got stuff to do i got stuff to do it's like if i was like to go somewhere and people like well, you know what's happening what's going on i feel like i'm trying to answer eight questions at the same time like okay mm. well i got this thing i'm working on that's that's work and this is work and then this is project and this is vision and this is purpose and this is life and this is family and and i don't always answer those questions to everyone but i think sometimes i'm like like trying to like name why I feel in the way sometimes like just like so much stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember once I was talking to, uh, uh, when I got my first coach, I mean, I have my first coach now, our first conversation, I was like, so how much should I be telling you? Like, I'm, you know, I want to be able to trust this space, but how much should I be telling you? He said, well, you know, just, just start talking and I'll just, um, and I'll, and I'll just listen in and I'll just kind of chime in, right? And I never had a coach before, but, you know, it was paid for by this grant that I have. So I'm, like, super excited and I got some help possibly. And um, I start, I start, I start. I mean, I just start. And literally, I won't, we're on phone, so I can't see the person. Normally, if you see somebody's body language, you just, you lighten up when you can feel them you're giving too much. But I was just, like, on a roll, right? And he's like, okay, let me, can I, can I slow you down for a second? I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was like... <laughs> this is what he said. This is what he said. I got, you know, he's like, that's a lot. Mm. <laughs> and it was this moment of like, oh yeah, what what did I actually say? What did I actually say? I I've, I think I've been carrying all of this stuff for so long and having to carry it as a leader, as organizational leader, as an entrepreneur, as the boss. Like I never had a space to like wow. talk about all the stuff that I'm constantly processing wow. all the time man he's like he's like that he said it sounds like there's a lot going on i said yeah and it's been just him slowly helping to un unravel un take the braid out of all of those things that i'm like trying to like navigate yeah. solo you know as a solopreneur sometimes feel like that right sure. um but i but i think that that's been uh that's been really a powerful one, and so helpful. Sound like? Oh, it was. It, it has been. I mean, I, I, I wish I had learned about having a coach before. I didn't know that I needed yeah. it as much as I did having yeah. one. You know? Wow. Well, yeah. Watch this, Ashanti. I, yeah. You, you described uh, uh, talking just so quickly and, and releasing everything. Uh, yeah. When I went to my first counseling session after the loss of my son, mm-hmm. the counselor asked me. What would it look like for Phil to just be a hot chocolate mess? Mm. And I said to her, I have no idea because I would never allow that previously. And then when I did, that sounded like what I, like you. I was just pop, 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 bam, bam, bam. Uh, unload both barrels. You know, she was like, yeah. I was in front of her. So I could see her. She was like, okay, you, you, you got a lot going on. Yeah. You know, and she just let me talk. So I, 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 man, I can appreciate the, exactly what you're saying, you know. Oh man! And imagine like how many people Ooh. never un- let that stuff Ooh. go. 
like just walk around, operate through life, trying to keep it all in here, yes, trying yes, to keep sir. a smile on. And some have not, they can't find a smile. So there's no smile, but you're like, are they, are you, is everything okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Why are you asking me if I'm fine? Like, uh, there's an expression that's happening on the outside that I don't know if you know, but you know, when I became a teacher, same way, like you see students who are like walking around and I, th- I told him, I said, you're walking around like a landmine. Mm. Like, like, like you don't even see it from yourself. But what I'm seeing is every time someone says something to you or yeah. n- gets, w- gets in a radius of you that you have not defined. So no one knows when they're in the radius, mm. you've now like exploded on people and they didn't even know, like, you know, you didn't even know, so they can't know, but you think everyone's supposed to know that they, that you were in a bad mood or everyone should know yeah. that you were. And I think that what I try to help those young men see is like, you're, there's so much more to you than people can see. And maybe yeah. you would hope that people could read you, but it's not possible. You know, I've had young nah. men as a math teacher. I'm, I was the only black male teacher at this school. So, you know, these other young men in my class, I, had young men yelling. I was in the San Lorenzo, which is right down the okay, street. Huh, you know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the teacher students yelling at me. I'm like, hey, 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 slow down, slow down. Why are you yelling at me? Like, I ain't your enemy. I ain't I I I like you. I think you're cool. Like, why are you I, I didn't you never heard me yell? And so I think like when you help like replay to them what they what you experience. Cause because you know, as a teacher, what they're expecting is I'm gonna yell back, and mm-hmm. then we in a battle of a mm-hmm. battle of, of wit and, and and power. Now ultimately as a teacher. Power wise, teachers have yeah, all this yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, students, yeah. students have their peers, so you can become create an adversarial situation where now you going you gonna get some brownie points with your peers because you are gonna cuss the teacher out. <laughs> but the relationship with the teacher has now been severed, or maybe dangerously, you know, in problem. And what I've had to do with those young men is say, look, um, I'm not your enemy, so I'm not sure if you if you have enemies here, but I'm not one of them, mm. and I only I want like you it. to succeed. So what what caused you to think that yelling at me was a good idea like what made you because because i could because in my gut like <laughs> the 17 15 year old in me wants to like win wants to win the argument wants to like come back with the same number amount of aggression that they came with me at but knowing that it's never gonna work yeah, there's no success in that there's no success there there's yeah. no win there's no win there there's only deeper dragging into the and what they actually are looking for is connection i think a lot of times but they can't ask for connection you know what you're gonna gonna ask this teacher this power figure this uh, black man and especially you never like for you know young men in my community a lot of them who didn't have fathers growing up you never had a man like chastise Mm -hmm. you and now you're like you feel like you're under threat you feel like you're under attack and i'm like i'm not here to attack you i told you to pull your pencil out what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's not a threat. That's a, a statement of direction, right? And I think all those pieces is how often those young men are walking around just stirred up and like a soda, like a soda. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, a, like a pressure cooker. Pressure cooker, right? Yeah, yeah. You're trying to open the top and the top gets open before you let the pressure release and now you've made a mess or you probably hurt someone pretty bad, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Mm. In the back, I didn't share the back, but the back of mine said uh, fear, worry, worry and doubt. doubt. Look at that. Look at that. Um, that those are the ones that behind the mask that I, I try and do the best job of like, and this in these conversations, I get to have more talk about them. But before I started this podcast, before, like, I, this is, I'm good. 
I'm 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 good. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Right? Like that yeah. that part, right? Yeah. And you in the military, I I'm mean, maybe I'm that's a, a one thoughtful question I have or curiosity. Um you know, you get trained to keep it keep it all cool, right? You're trained to be sure. under these stressful situations and these tense situations. For sure. And then and so they have to, they have to train you to like not show stuff, right? Because your yeah. job is to always have it all figured out, you know. Yeah, or or to appear that way at least. Mm, or to appear you that know, way at uh, least. Yeah. Uh, when when I was I went into the service at seventeen years old, okay. and I remember I witnessed my first suicide at seventeen in the, in the barracks uh, there in, in San Antonio, and I remember this this is how quickly we 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 become socialized and acculturated to how men. And use that term in in, in, air, in air quotes. Uh, Shanti are supposed to behave. Uh, the the DI the drill instructor came in, um, showered us all out of the the barracks. They took away the body, uh, and after the body was taken away, they paraded us back in there. And he he proceeded to tell us this gentleman was weak. He would have never made it in our military. You don't want him by your bedside. Whoop de whoop. You know we better press on. We've got six weeks left, and we would we we just went about our business and didn't even talk about it. Now, that's a shame. It's still a human life. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, I like yeah. to think that things are different now. You know, that was many years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but but statistics would bear out that it may not be that much different. Wow. Right? Wow. Wow. That is, I, 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 I can, I, I truly believe it. I can imagine it, but it's also like, how do you continue? <laughs> how do you, there's a book, um, by um, by Oprah and this doctor. I'm sorry, I had it right here. I can't see it in a moment. It's called "What Happened to You." Mm. Like sometimes we ask people, like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, "What's wrong with you?" As opposed to like, "What the thing that happened to you?" Two siblings, two people in the same family can experience the same type of stuff on in the home or in the community. But what happens inside of you is very different. Yes even though you witnessed and saw the same thing, right? And I think how often do we think that because, oh, well, you haven't been through what I've been through, so you can't be feeling X, Y, Z. I think we sometimes don't even dismiss. And for like this person, imagine that man who told you all that, had to be, had to at least have either have a script programmed in him enough sure. or he had to actually believe that, that that is true, and and it's sad, right? Because we we've exper- we experienced that, right? Look, it, the, the reality is, uh, Shanti, and I think you would you would agree with me. We are all formed, uh, either malformed, deformed, conformed, or transformed, and, and that should have transformed me. It didn't. It conformed me to what the military wanted me to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't transformed as a man yeah. until I was fifty years old when my son took his life. You see what I'm saying? And so what 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 my hope is in communicating with brothers like yourself is that we, we can use this space to help transform other men, young and old, you know, because we, we are we are getting malformed, deformed and conformed based on our social situation, uh, racism in this world, uh, many things. Right. Uh, terminology. Right. Men are our toxic masculinity, and 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 we don't go out there purposely intending to, to create bad young men, but mm-hmm. we have had a, a misconstrued conception of that masculinity that we have been taught all of That's our right. lives. And right. so my hope is that you know because we're all formed creatures, we will do some transforming mm-hmm. uh, through mm-hmm. our conversations today. 
Oh man, I love the way you said that. Can you say it again? I, I tr- we, we <laughs> that was <laughs> that was that was fire right there. That was fire right there. I'll tell you. I was like, wait a minute, you gotta say that again. Wait, we are all formed. You yeah, we're all formed. Yeah, yeah. We either said, malformed, oh, deformed, oh, conformed, or transformed. Oh, and, and and just talking with you since we we connected via LinkedIn, I, I, I've been transformed. I've, I've been tapping into the to the TEDx, to the the videos, to the to the, the oh, interviews, man. to the podcast, and that's my hope uh, uh, in coming on. Like we said in the sidebar before we started here, you know, this is an opportunity for men to listen uh, yes. and, and explore and discuss those things that they otherwise wouldn't have, and, and they come out of here saying, "Well, damn, they they they." They didn't call each other out their name. You know, they wouldn't mm-hmm. fight about nothing, arguing. You know, yeah, I guess yeah. it is possible to have a relationship with other men, you know? Absolutely. Safely. Safely, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the recent um, post. Um, it was a five-minute little clip by Trevor Noah where he talked about men and intimacy. Men and intimacy. And it was a it was a study that he was referring to where he says that men are not having as much sex as they want, right, in, in the world, right? And that was where the study was from. But he said his context was that what what he believes, and I, I found a lot of it to be resonant, is like that men want more intimacy because I, I mean I've known it to be true for myself, but I've definitely men teenage when I was a teenager, hearing my friends talk about their escapades. Mm-hmm. My friends were having sex way before me. So and and we talked about it in algebra class. So I was in ninth grade. That's where my sex ed happened in ninth grade in algebra class in the back of the room because <laughs> all the dudes in the back of the room had all kind of stories. I didn't have no stories, but I listened in. And it was almost like this thing where it's like it was almost like a task. It was almost like what they as I look back to those stories in a moment, I'm just like mesmerized that these guys are and they're talking about girls that are in the room that we're in. Right. They're, they're, mm-hmm. This is what they're talking about. Whether they're true or not, I don't know. But all I know is I was interested in hearing it. And what I recognized was that it was a task. It was, I did this, I accomplished this, I conquered this. Mm. But it wasn't that even thinking about, like, were they feeling more connected? No, it was more of like, okay, next week I got another task to do. And it was always like a tasky thing that was happening in this connection. But I think even the we talk about, you know, young men today who are get connected to sex through their phones, right, who gets connected to pornography i think this idea of intimacy we're not we're not supposed to want it we're not supposed to want close friendships and connections we're supposed Mm -hmm. to want to conquer yeah in lots of communities i'm definitely in the community i'm here in oakland right that's our young men are in that mind even younger like you know middle school they're in this idea of like oh yeah oh yeah and you hear them whispering to each other they think they're whispering they're not whispering they're actually talking super loud i'm like dude (laughs) you're not whispering so can you if you're gonna talk about that nonsense, like don't talk about it around me because you're being disrespectful, but like yeah. you should be whispering that. Like that should not be a statement that's louder than <laughs> you know, but but what they're in, in their mind, that's how they show their prowess. They show their For bravado. Sure. And I think yeah. that that idea of men wanting to have deep connections that 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 we're taught that train that are trained not to. You're trained not mm. to do that, yeah. right? No, I hadn't saw that clip, but there was a uh New York Times article I read recently that was that was similar to what what uh, Trevor was saying. Uh, essentially, that we have too few close friends, uh, and it's because of this social uh, conditioning, just as you described, uh, that we don't do that. Part of, of of that fear of intimacy, 
Yeah. Right, man. I can't share my deepest uh, sessions like you know you did with your coach. I did with my counselor. I can't do that with Santi. Just you know, chopping it up. You know, like yeah. we used to do in the barbershop back in the day when we yeah. was getting cut. We you'd hear everybody's business in there, right? And the barber, my barber was Larry. He, Larry was was the counselor of the community. You you know, yeah. uh, you, you had to leave your beaver outside. Nope, don't bring any beef in here. You know, and tell us about your stuff. Um, but 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 we have changed that. Yeah, and and it's odd because here's what the funny thing is, we have been placed in a box, men, particularly black young men, um, and we have been forced then, uh, Shanti, to wear our mask. Yeah, but but watch this, it's ironic because on one hand, a a black man knows if you put a mask on your face, yeah, well you subject to even more discrimination, disparate treatment, uh, uh, police abuses, etc. Yet, yet, we 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 do it ourselves mm. to hide just what you said, creating that pressure cooker, creating that time, time bomb, creating those boundaries unseen. That's right. So the next person violates it and we snap. Boom. It don't make sense. If we create culture and black folks been creating culture forever. Yeah. Yeah. We've created this culture of the mass. We can remove this. And, and I, you know, I still have plenty of mass over here by my desk. And when we began to like, put on these right these masks right like i felt when i first got to start going out and going to get groceries i'm like i'm already i'm you know i'm i'm six foot one you know <laughs> and I'm, I'm 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 a big dude right yeah, yeah and now i'm like walking down the aisle of the of the i'm not even i'm not even i'm in the parking lot of the grocery store i'm just trying to go get groceries but now i got a mask over my face mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like I, I felt i felt myself getting anxious up for other people like Okay, is this person going to start like inching away? Like they already, you know, you already see it happen in certain communities when you're just walking down the street. But now I'm wearing a mask on my face in addition to this other belief that you have about who I am because of what you see on the outside. And I think it becomes like, I'm actually, you know, so I, my mask on the outside world is always just put on a smile so no one feels, feels threatened, right? Put on a smile so no one feels like they have to worry. Yeah. And when you got this mask on, now they can't see that you're trying to smile at them, right? And yes, now sir. you're like, yes, sir. and I remember just like I was in the I was in Bart the Metro station here once, and I was like walking, and um, this person was walking towards me, and I was like, okay, where am I going to walk? I was I was <laughs> trying to walk around them, not that I was worried about them. I was trying to like pre-protect myself from them worrying about me. Mm. And it was like that's heavy. I, that's heavy, right? There. It's heavy. It's it's a load. It's an invisible load. Yeah. And I felt yeah. myself like feeling like because the passage was kind of small, so I'm mm-hmm. like walking as close as I can to the edge of the track because like where I'm at in this space, like it's not a whole lot of room there. But I'm trying Ooh. to like, and I felt you myself can, like trying to on a third rail to protect somebody else's comfort. Oh my goodness! See, I I, I felt it like in my body, and I was like. How many other people are feeling this? Yep. How many other yep. people are walking around and don't have the don't have the metacognition to be able to say, "Oh, what am I feeling? What am I thinking?" To be able to mm-hmm. go out and say, "Oh, I'm 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 doing this to myself right now. No one's yeah. doing this to me right now. I'm making up a story that I'm now playing out in a way that is not that is that's forming me to be. I'm. I'm. I'm not even helping myself. I'm in a. I'm in a. I'm in a, I'm in a deformed way of deformed. being. Like, on. why is he? 
why is he walking so close to the tracks, Come right? On. Yeah. Like, you know, that Mal kind of malformed, like, right? And we, and we look at it uh, from a standpoint, Shanti, that somehow we think we can we can outrun these 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 fears or yeah. doubts, man. But look, we we know this, right? From from the time of the mother yeah. country. Yeah. You, you don't outrun a predator. If you run from a predator, it chases you. <laughs> our fears, our self-doubt, our uh, imposter syndrome. I, I just keep running from that nonsense. It's the predator. Yeah. The predator chases what runs That's until right. we stand and confront it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Standing, man. That's and that's been my message over the last couple of weeks. It's like, what are the what are what are the fears, worries, and doubts? Yeah. That that I'm constantly trying not to show because I'm not facing them. I'm trying to like ignore that they're actually happening, but they're happening. And then you end up just running back into them because you mm-hmm. because when you can't see them, you ran away from it. Now it's tripping you all up everywhere because you're not like you're not in control of it. You're not in yeah. like, oh, oh, this is fear coming up. Fear of being a failure is coming up. So I'm trying to like work 18, 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. There it is. Barring hours on tomorrow. There it is. Right. Doubts coming in. So I'm operating out of a place of doubt because I'm my trusting I'm, I'm having a hard time trusting and asking for help because I don't want to look in all the ways that I run and I find myself falling and I'm like, why am I getting tripped up? Well, because you're not dealing with the situations. You're like, right. do you want to see it? Like, see it, name it. So yeah. then you can be like, oh, this is this is my stuff. It's not even real. And mm. that and that part, you know? Mm. So but just, but look, you you because of that mask, yeah. uh, 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 um, we can't heal what we don't reveal. Mm. So if we keep it hidden to to, to, to your mask context, yeah. it will never heal because we always have it concealed. That's right. That's right. Something I've been thinking about, and thank you for just naming this, um, as being two black men who are having this conversation, I was, um, I, I have been hesitant to have, to make posts about what I see in the world. I mean, I, and I'm an educator. I'm a person who is passionate about education. And when I started seeing these parents come into these board, these school board meetings, talking oh about r- not talking about race, talk about oh this is making our kids <laughs> like I've began to feel str- like tension, like wanting to say something, like wanting to like, yeah. and also because I work in schools on the outside, I'm also like, well, I don't want to make people see the anger that I feel around these things. So I'm like, I just, I operated based on just being silent. I say, Oh, I won't say anything. Mm. And then I feel like a, I feel like a coward and a chicken who is seeing these behaviors happening in the world and knowing that I have a, I have a a, a thought about it. That is not that, that I think could help people. And I think there's a most recent one that stood out to me was the, the Jerry Jones photo that came out. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think for those who haven't, you know, there's a photo of Jerry Jones, you know, he's a white NFL owner, billionaire, um, who is at one of the central, one of the high schools in Los in Little Rock. This is mm-hmm. when the school segregation was being kind of uh, eliminated, and he's in one of the photos. And here's where I have come to a thought about, and I wanted to just share this with you because I think I could take off this part of my this mask with you right here. Is that I've also thought that a lot of these people who are trying to erase the fact that there has been horrible, horrific things happening to people in this country, 
let's start with the native peoples. Sure. Start with slavery. Let's talk with yeah. the, like all immigrants have had some some many immigrants. I say all have had some challenge with this this country, right? Because they came and said we're going to do it our way. We're going to ignore everybody else, our power. And I think that that has happened. But also the idea of wanting to eliminate. When I think about these pictures that I've seen of of, of people celebrating, posing underneath bodies hanging from trees, yeah. Like how many those people in those pictures are the families of some yep. people in this country? Not like, yeah. And how often I always wonder, like, are are people just embarrassed of their family history? Are they embarrassed they of how? He's just like, oh well, you know what? We don't want those pictures to ever be seen again. Like th- that's my uncle, that's my grandfather, that's my whoever. And now mm-hmm. I have to be like, I don't want to see those pictures. I don't want nobody to see those pictures. So I can eliminate them from being real or being that they don't exist. I don't yeah. want anybody in the in the history books to see, oh, that's actually our grandfather on that picture who was standing underneath posing under a body hanging from a tree. Because, And I wonder how many people are trying to erase the fact that they are – a part of it, whether they were uh, were participating in it, that right. their history, that that their thought that they're just so smart and so talented and so whatever is maybe not all that true. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it, it is their mask. Uh, and again, if if we if we are running from our stuff, our self doubt, our uh, um, uh, unworthiness, and in, in our own eyes, we projected our imposter yeah. syndrome. They they doing the same thing. I'm not I'm not giving them a a a, a pass uh, for what they do and what they try. Yeah. But I would tell you this, my my friend, because you you have an ability uh, to articulate well in these things. I have taught uh, um, classes and sessions up here about um, white privilege and 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 discrimination and treatment. And here's a tool I use that worked really well. Yeah. You remember, and you probably will as an educator. Remember those mind's eye 3D posters. You know, all those wavy lines, you had to look at it for a minute, like, I, I, I don't see no shark in here. And you're like, man, the, the field, the shark is right there. Yeah, That's white privilege because mm-hmm. we see it every single day. But to some folk, they look in and they never see it. But when they do, Ashanti, they're like, yeah. oh, damn, what else have I missed? Yeah. What else have I missed? Try it. Yeah. Try it. Because, so it, because it's so easy for us to see yeah. the image. Yeah. But some don't. That's right. You know, and all I'm saying oh. is look deeper. That's all I'm saying. But look, look deeper. Look and deeper. when you see it, you'll ask yourself, damn, what else have I missed? That's right. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. What a beautiful analogy for that. Right. Yeah. Like if I have not noticed and I, and I, I think that that's even true for my own self, like before I noticed that I had uh, an addiction to flour and sugar, okay. I just thought that flour and sugar were so delicious and most people couldn't get the fact that that they were amazing right like, well, you're lying. like <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i was like well, what what do you mean you don't know how like how amazing this fluffy powdery sweet thing is like you're missing out right yeah. And until I realized, oh, you are just, Ashanti, you have an unhealthy relationship with this. You don't, mm-hmm. it's not that you think they're delicious, it's that you go to it every time. You don't want to deal with something yeah. real. And therefore, it's not that it's not good, it's that it's not good the way you're using it. You couldn't see it till you saw it. 
you couldn't see it till you saw it. And and that's what that image depicts, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can, I can tell you there's a shark inside that image all day long. You like feel like I don't see no shark. That's like, right. like it's blue, but I don't see no shark. That's right. That's and then right. it pops. And then you're like, damn. Oh man. Damn, I see it. I what see else it. have I missed? Wow. I think so many, so many people, and I thank you for saying that. I, I'm, I've been, I've been hesitant to like bring this out because I've been like, I've been, but I've been, I, I can't stop like, like re- thinking of it, right? Like this idea that how do we help people recognize that that fear, worry, and doubt will cause us to sometimes be run if we run like the same thing we talked about it, running from mm-hmm. it as opposed to it. Oh, we don't want our kids to feel bad about themselves. Why do they have to feel bad about themselves? Right. Like, why does history have to make you feel bad about yourself? They weren't here, but to to have them ignore it, to run from it, cause them only to get tripped up in a world right. where they're like, you can't deny the fact that there were these things that happened here. It's recorded. It wasn't like it was, you know, these 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 people who have done horrible things. It's so funny how many of them recorded themselves doing it. Mm-hmm. Postcards, pictures that got oh, mailed man. to people's houses yes, around the country yes, with stamps on them. <laughs> That Smiling. part. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! That part has was when I first saw that. I my mind was like, I'm like, that is not a real postcard. Like, no, no, yes. Look, read, read. The, this is from you know. You hear the, the them writing a note to their cousin across the mm-hmm. country. You was just like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! You actually bragged about it. Yeah. And you know what that has done to to many a uh, 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 black uh, Native American in this country? It has stripped us, robbed us from the ability to really connect with nature. I don't go camping because of that very history that I'm continuing to run from. You know, I, every time I go near the woods, I, I hear the song Strange Fruit. And I'm like, well, uh, 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 nope, go, I go yeah. the other way. Yeah. But that, but see, that fear has robbed me of experiencing some things that 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 my brother-in-law, he's from Georgia, man. They hunt yeah. and they fish, and they, brother, you need to get out here in these elements. It's good for you to get. Oh, no, nah, man, I don't know how y'all doing it in, in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> they got Herschel Walker running down there. Come on, man. Man, oh man, that song. Every time, if every time that song passes my ears, I I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps yeah. even just naming the song. I can hear her voice. I I I heard the Nina Simone Simone version yep. first yep. in my life, so that's the version that every when I hear it, Always when I hear the sticks. words of that song, I hear her voice, and I feel it. I mean, it's just like it, it's almost like it's un. I, I I can't even turn it off sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, man. First of all, thank you for for this conversation. I, I I'm I'm so thankful. Um. I guess maybe just because you mentioned it at the beginning, at the top of the show, and and I, I would like to ask for those fathers out there who are, and and I don't know, you know, I imagine you may do some work around this. I I, I don't know what to, how even I ask the question. I'm trying, I feel myself stuttering asking the question because I'm trying to be really protective of 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 you in that way. So I, which I, yeah, wow, I feel myself. I can't ask the question, so apologize. Um, how have you navigated the the journey you've been on as a father? And um, are is there advice you have for fathers out there? Because I, me, me as a young man who didn't grow up with a father, you know, I I feel that that emptiness. But 
for fathers who are trying to raise their sons and who are maybe have teenage sons who are in that age of like tap, you know, they, they don't talk. They just, they're mm-hmm. in the devices. They're, you know, like, is there any maybe advice or thoughts or, or words of encouragement that you have for those fathers? I, I don't know what question I should be asking right now, but I just wanted to name that because I think that when I talk to a lot of parents, definitely a lot of mothers who are raising boys, but he don't talk, he don't say nothing. He has, he, you know, he doesn't share anything. Yeah. And um, I just want to be a, per, a, organ, a organization and a person who is helping to fill those voids for families. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would uh, uh, use a takeoff on, on your um, program. We, we need to, uh, remove the mask and get on to our task. And our task is teaching our young men, specifically our young men, how to to be human, what it means to be human. And 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 if if I would use because you're an educator a a a, a um, syllogistic argument, right? Mm. Uh, all men are human. Yeah. Black men are human. Therefore, they too are human. And, and as a human, they have those same emotions, sadness, being shamed, scared, angry, upset, and all those things. And I think for, for fathers out there, we need to model that. And, and, and that is, as we spoke about today, Ashanti, a lot of that is through intimacy. Show them that you connect with another brother outside your family. When they hear Ashanti and Phil speaking, yeah. uh, caring for one another, checking in uh, that builds connection uh, uh showing emotion you are going to change a culture and i and i use culture loosely because in, in today's society we define culture as you know we hard you know hey, hey hey stay strong brother you know hey you know do your thing that has been acculturated to us by the yeah. media uh, by social media etc culture to us as a black people meant family meant connection connection is our protection fathers yeah connect with your young men out there and this is no disrespect to 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 young women out there mothers but i'm saying if if statistically black men are suffering more right now in society gun violence homicide uh, suicidal violence we need to change the way we have uh socialized them we need to change this misconstrued masculinity look educator weak is an adjective but you and i are going to re-signify that to an acronym w-e-a-k willing to express adult kindness brothers try it try it and see what happens (laughs) yes that's what i'm talking you uh, i saw your shirt that says humankind be both oh Yeah. yeah like this is this is the next one right you have a yeah. shirt with this one? You have a shirt like I, this I one? I do not, no. Okay. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to express adult kindness. Yeah, so when you when you call me weak, I say, thank you, brother. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. You're right. Because you know what I tell folks? I, I was 50 years old mm. my son took his life. At that point in my life, I was I was in the best shape I, I'd ever been, Ashanti. I benched 400 pounds, squat 550, deadlift 550, but I wasn't strong enough to save a life. You know why? Because I had that misconstrued masculinity when I should have been weak. I should have been, how are you feeling, son? Oh, don't give me that. I'm good. Talk to me. You don't seem right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's be weak, brothers. Man, so, so needed. Young men out there and fathers and mothers and 
you know, we're having this conversation. We, you know, Philip and I are sharing our mass publicly, and our hope is that you have somebody in your life you can share yours with. We we know that everyone doesn't need to see what's behind your mask, but I hope you have at least one person. Mm. And Phil, thank you for that because I think that when I do speak to parents and I'm trying to encourage them, right? Definitely, and a lot of here, what I, you know, in the Bay Area. You know, I, I've experienced a lot of, you know, mothers here who are raising these boys who are some of the time joining by themselves, right? Or sometimes the father is either not present, present, so many different variations of fathers, as we know, right? Yes, sir. Um, but to know that you're human and that we feel all of it. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you named that because some, so often we've been taught that, oh, no, you can't you can't show that, 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 that. So we basically tell you be half human. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you're walking around trying to, always not feel like you fit in that but you're told to fit in that and the pressures and consequences are so strong that you 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 follow along and i think that that part is so critical to their well-being and so um look how what what would you what ways do you want people if they want to connect with you if if there's a father out there or, or, or anyone who wants to connect with you or the work you're doing um is there any way you want people to connect with you is there any Place yeah, out in the yeah. yeah. They, they, they can surely tap in through through my LinkedIn uh, uh, profile. I've got a public Facebook profile as well. Um, and, and I would say this: Look, this this is about that mini connection. This is about uh, that, that building uh, protection through connection. Tap in through Ashante. Ashante got my number, you know, and we'll build th- this triumvirate, right? That's you right. know, one begets one. In the service, we called it a force multiplier. Mm. I talk to one person. One talks to three. Three talks to six, etc. You know, this is not simply, simply a moment of a podcast. Your million mask, your, your ever forward is a movement. Yeah. Right. And that's what we're trying to create here. So reach out uh, through LinkedIn, uh, through the social media profiles, or just tap into my brother, uh, Ashante. um, And and we'll be in touch, you know, because I can't do by myself. I'm about to lean on you to help as well. It's a team. It's it's, it's a community. And we're, that's the goal of having, more people in the community who want to be a part of this movement to to help the world, folks. Listen, I I am I'm overjoyed. I, I've had I'm like I'm the the emotional roller coaster of this conversation has been so beautiful, and I really appreciate you, brother, for um, um, responding to my message on LinkedIn. And I appreciate you for that post, who I saw in, impacted a lot of people, and so thank you for being willing to do that. Yeah. And, um, hey, folks, you know Philip and I we shared our mask publicly. But you can do it anonymously. You can go to millionmasks.org, make your mask there. And then maybe after you make it anonymously, you will recognize that there's so many people who are experiencing the same type of experiences. And so maybe it'll give you a little bit more courage to talk to one person. Yes, sir. Maybe two people. And then maybe one day you'll be here with us having a conversation <laughs> of how we change the world one mask at a time. You know what I mean? I, I, I'd be remiss, Ashanti, uh, if I didn't say this. You know, because it is the fifth anniversary of losing my son to suicide, because it, it's a heavy day for me, this has been part of my healing journey. Speaking with a, a, a gentleman like yourself, a solopreneur, people that are changing uh, uh, the culture uh, in our spaces, it helps me immensely. I don't mean for you to carry the, the weight of my burden, but every time I connect with someone like you, it lessens that weight that I'm carrying. Oh, man. It helps well, me to relieve that mass. So, man, I, this this time has been been valued. I appreciate you, my brother. Well, I'm here. 
I am, however I can support the continual journey of that you're on with that, please let me know. And I hope to one day get up to where you are in the world uh, when when the weather is like it is here. <laughs> I am mad at you. <laughs> I'm a fair weather traveler. Hey. I'm a, I like to travel only when the weather is like it is at home. So yeah. um, I so appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Be safe. All right, folks. Peace. See you soon. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care, and we'll see you soon.